Hi, this is Geeta Nandikotkul, Managing Editor for Asia and Middle East with Information Security Media Group. I had the pleasure of speaking to Rohit Ghai, President RSA recently, on the increasing digital risks that practitioners are facing today. Rohit discusses the essential steps enterprise security practitioners need to take to create a safer environment. Thanks, Rohit, for joining the ISMG conversation. Great, it's actually fascinating to know that you find you have been giving a very positive, very optimistic view yes. of the entire cybersecurity industry, despite the chaos that is going through and a lot of digital transformation that's going through and which is resulting in yeah. bigger digital risks. Yeah. So what makes you have this positive yeah. outlook? Yeah. So I'm definitely swimming against the grain when I take a positive talk track in this industry. And the reason in my mind to do that is I think we have to think about how success should be defined. Think about the cybersecurity industry and the goal of the industry. Often we have defined success as trying to create an unhackable world, which I think is the wrong way to think of success. I think success should not be to create an unhackable world, but to create a safer world. That means you will not avoid all intrusions, you will not avoid all breaches. Your goal is to make sure that any intrusions that occur, any breaches that occur, any compromises that occur don't have significant business impact which means you protect the crown jewels, you protect what import, what's important. So even if the bad guys get in, they, they are not able to cause debilitating or significant business impact. We have to take a business-driven security view of the matter. And I believe there are many elements of progress that the industry has made in terms of the ability to patch systems with vulnerabilities sooner than, you know, after WannaCry, we've gotten better at that. We've gotten better at taking a risk orientation, meaning we are putting our energy where it's most important. I understand. Uh, so this business-driven security model that you've yeah. been talking about, yeah. in fact, I've been hearing this for the last one and a half years yeah. now. And what is the progress you've seen in a realistic sense? Yeah. So have the practitioners been able to adopt this model? And what, what are the changes that you've seen? We, we have seen very real traction with this idea and a lot of customers embracing this idea. There are many proof points. The first one I will cite is that in many organizations, the risk office and the security office are actually getting closer together organizationally. They're realizing that they need to work together. So that's one sign. The second sign is that if you think about board meetings that are happening globally, you know what is what used to be a very subjective conversation in terms of are things good, bad, getting better, worse, is now transforming into a very risk-centric conversation where they are taking a business-driven view of saying, hey, these are the different business processes, here's the view of the risk, and here are the risks that we feel are okay to take, and here are the risks that we are consciously choosing to mitigate, and here are the controls that we want to invest in. It, it has transformed the cybersecurity conversations are becoming business conversations rather than being technology conversations. So we're seeing a lot of adoption. We are 85% of boards are at least every six months having a conversation around cybersecurity. So the business awareness of cybersecurity is fundamentally changed. And the third uh, proof point I would state in terms of business-driven security taking taking hold is the growth that we are seeing ourselves. In, in our book of business, we are seeing the highest aspect of growth in the, the cyber risk and the IT SRM area within our RSA, Archer business. Okay. So, 
you know the the touch points between you know between these two domains is is where we're seeing the highest growth for our business so you have a lot of use cases how do you quantify these yeah we 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 do have specific use cases there are four areas driven by the market needs you know one of the areas is third party risk that we're seeing a lot of traction on and a lot of mind share around there is uh, the area of data governance and data management driven by the gdpr regulation in the eu and uh, global organizations having to deal with that there is the area of compliance management and then the, you know the fourth area back to your quantification question we are also seeing a lot of mind share around the cyber risk quantification solution that we have started to bring to market so do you see this new concept of operational technologies and devs and ops what's happening Yes. So it's not just the risk office and the security office that can play a role. IT needs to play a role, and the role of IT is to reduce the attack surface. So what we're seeing is DevSecOps to make sure as IT and application vendors are creating new applications, they have to design security in as opposed to bolting it on. So it it has to be proactive thought process rather than a reactive afterthought. That is definitely happening and and we're seeing uh, IT organizations as well as ISVs stepping up to that challenge the final point i'll make is in addition we we also believe the users have to get more educated about the cyber risk and digital risk and they have an important role to play in terms of the responsible use of technology so they don't put themselves in harm's way or uh, so there's an education element as well okay so that strikes me to ask you about infosec practitioners today so they are living in that fear of threats yeah and you agree that threats are not going to go away what is that they need to do differently now i think we have to take a very pragmatic economic view of problem security grew up as a very technical field green terminals and deep technologies and hacking by definition and even the white white hat hackers security very technical there's a lot of pride in being technical and and all that the reality is if you think about the breaches and the intrusions that occur the sad reality is most of them are occurring because of vulnerabilities that are known that often also have remediation patches available why because it's an economic issue but they take the path of least resistance they're bound by the same laws of economics as we are they don't have unlimited resources they have finite time so they are going to take the path of least resistance means they are not going to exploit zero day vulnerabilities they're they'll exploit vulnerabilities that are well understood that are easier to exploit because the exploit kits are out there it is our responsibility to make sure that we take care of the basics if you will rather than be elitist and worry and take a technical approach which is why a business oriented approach a business driven approach is important as opposed to a technical approach because technology will not be the panacea to this problem take care of the basics so you rightly mentioned that there's on one side mandates on one side you have your practitioners you have compliance your regulatory and one side hackers so amid such ambiguity what do you think would be a sustainable model yeah. for security Yeah. See, on one side, there is a technology also, yeah. and as you yeah. rightly said, technology is not the solution for everything. Yeah. So, how do they balance this convenience versus security? You know, I think that's the quintessential question. That's the balance that is needed. There's a dial that is needed between security and convenience. That dial, so it should not be a static choice. that says when you're logging in, we are going to ask you to be this 20 factors of authentication. that's not a good model if you're logging in for accessing to the lunch menu for the cafeteria maybe that's you know that's a low risk 
transaction. So it should not require a lot of factors. Whereas if you're logging into your ERP system and looking at financial data, that requires multiple factors. So, you know, what we believe is in a risk-based security model, measure risk based on that level of risk, inform your security posture to either be more frictionful or frictionless. So that that's the dial that is needed. And we call that risk orientation to cybersecurity. Correct. So where do they bring in this technology? How are they trying to leverage the innovations now that yes, you mentioned your exactly, center of excellence? Exactly. Great question. So how do you... It's, do it's a, you know, the modeling of risk. So this is where things like data science and machine learning and, and, and those technologies come to our help. We have in our consumer anti-fraud solution portfolio done machine learning for a decade and a half to create a risk engine. We are not applying that same concept to enterprise security in other places where we are reading all the factors of risk, bringing that into a data science and a machine learning model, which can measure this level of risk. And based on that, then you inform your security controls to either step up or step down. So that, you know, it's, it's a great use case for machine learning. So what has been your experience, Rohit? You've been talking to a lot of customers, not just in the US, but other countries. So where is this gap? So this business-driven approach, it's a very nice concept. But I see there is a serious problem because they are not on the same page. Correct. So how do you, as a technology provider, as a person who is laying the agenda for cybersecurity, how do you... I think the way to bridge that gap, by the way, we have coined a term for this gap called the gap of grief where the business stakeholders were speaking a different language and security and risk operations teams were speaking a different language and the two could not communicate. And we believe the way to translate and help this communication is to quantify cyber risk in a form that the business stakeholders can understand which is dollars and cents. So we are investing in this bridging this gap of grief by allowing two-way communication between the business guys and the operational guys. Number one, quantify cyber and operational risk into business terms. Second, allow the business to tell the operations teams what is most important right now, because the business folks know, otherwise the security practitioners are operating in the blind, they're being reactive, they're just led by what threats are playing out. But if they were informed by the business priorities to say, out of the 20 projects, here are the three that are most important right now for the business. Out of the different systems, here are the few systems that are the crown jewels. So two-way communication is what is needed, and that's how you bridge the gap of grief. But is it happening? It absolutely is happening. It's absolutely is happening. The, the companies that are embracing this idea of intersection of risk and security, it is happening in a very real way where we are taking business asset information from your risk CMDBs and putting that into your security tools and taking security tools and funneling that information into your risk and business tools to surface the cyber risk quantification dashboard. So it is absolutely happening. Going forward the next 12 months, I think you are you must be getting your act together and putting up an agenda for the next yeah. conference. Yeah. So how do you see these practitioners preparing yeah. themselves for a bigger yeah. war? Yeah, I think they're doing a couple of things. They're realizing that they have to partner and team together better. So they're enlisting the help of IT as an example. So whenever IT introduces a new technology, security practitioners are seeking their help to make sure they are choosing technology that is inherently more secure or intrinsic security. Because if the attack surface keeps escalating, 
no matter what you do in the security domain, you will never catch up. Therefore, it's the responsible deployment of technology and making sure the technology choices you make are ones that have an intrinsic security capability. In fact, within the Dell Technologies ecosystem, you know, within VMware as an example, we are trying to design security into the very fabric of the infrastructure so that things are inherently secure. But we fully recognize that will not stop, it will mitigate, but not stop attacks and intrusions. Therefore, you also need detection and response. So what is happening at large to answer a question? Security practitioners are collaborating better with IT to reduce the level of risk. I would say, you know, if I were to pick the top three, the talk to the business, take a business-driven security approach, which we've talked about a lot. And second is make sure the people we protect, the customers and consumers are educated on the digital risk so that they, they are invested in their own, own wellness and number three is to work with IT to make sure they are demanding that IT plays a significant role in reducing the tax surface. Have you seen any changes in the consumption pattern, how they consume technology and also yeah. structural changes organizations have made? I think there is a realization that we are not helping the cause of security by taking a very fragmented approach. So the practitioners are taking a, a better architectural approach. They're defining interfaces. They're demanding from vendors ecosystem plays where they're defining integration points because hackers will always identify the seams between different solutions and try to get in. So we have to plug those seams by integrating the different security solutions together and, and having a better collaboration between you know vendors and partners. I think the CISOs have to definitely step out of sort of being Dr. Knows and saying no all the time to being innovators and the role as an innovator to enable digital transformation rather than kind of stopping yeah. it, right? There's a little bit of orientation, orientation change that need, yeah. needs, to, needs to occur. It's it's happening, but I would say you're right. I mean, they, you know, a lot, lot of them resort back to taking a very conservative view because you'll never get fired for saying no, right, as a CISO. But the reality is the business has to move on and business priority will always take precedence. So, um, you know, if you're a CISO that is not enabling the business, you won't thrive over time. You need to demonstrate value. Exactly, value, exactly. Right? You know, you'll, you'll be safe by saying no for a little, little bit of time, but that but strategy that won't is. work in terms of building a long-term career, <laughs> you know. Thank you very much, Rohit, Thank you. for your insights on how to prepare practitioners for a future cyber war. Very good. Thank you for the time. Enjoyed the conversation. This is Geeta Nandikotkur from ISMG. Thank you.